You're listening to episode 62 of the Brand Builders Lab podcast. And today I am chatting with Melinda Keto all about how you can boost your opt-in conversions with these simple landing page hacks. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Always awesome to have you here. Hope you are having an epic week and you are enjoying whatever you're doing. Uh, But if this is your first time here, then obviously I want to say hi. Hey there. How are you? What's going on? You know, it's always nice to just connect as a human and say hi. But I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange. If you don't know me, (laughs) you can go and check me out mainly on Insta. I'm just going to say it. I love Insta. It's where I am, at Suze Chadwick, S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. I work with women in business to help you build a confidently bold brand, get out of your own way, and start playing bigger and branding bolder. Yes? Yes, love it. So today I'm talking with Melinda Keto, who is a bit of a messaging guru. And she is somebody that is going to be chatting with us today about how you can get the most out of your opt-ins or get better conversions with a couple of simple landing page hacks. Now, Melinda has been touted as a messaging genius, as the go-to person in her circle of friends to craft the perfect reply to a cute guy on Tinder, obviously essential. Mel realized early on that she had a knack for using words to get results. Now, as an online business and messaging strategist, Mel works with female coaches, consultants, and online service providers who know they can create an incredible transformation in their clients' lives, but struggle to actually articulate what they do in a compelling way. Her mission is to help these brilliant babes to totally nail their marketing message in a way that cuts through the noise online and makes the right people sit up and say, OMG, I need that. So today, that's what we're going to dive into. We're kind of niching down into this particular topic because I do think that a lot of people have got opt-ins that maybe they don't know. Does it work? Does it not work? Is it helping me build my list? Is it not helping me build my list? What else do I need to do and how can I make the things that I am creating to build my list and connect with my audience, how can I make them better? How can I make them more appealing and make them juicier and convert better for me? I just think we spend so much time creating these things and we don't know if they're working or not. And then if we think that they're not working, we get rid of them and we try something different. Whereas we could just be tweaking it to get more out of it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you don't have an opt-in, then I think you should still listen to this because as we always say, email is not dead. I still read my emails where I've subscribed to certain people's opt-ins and I want to know more about what they're doing and I love the tips that they give. And whilst you might be on social, 
People might be only seeing one or two of your posts where you're talking about what you do or what's on offer. So I just think you've always got to have those multiple channels and things like this are still really important in business, especially if you do a lot of online business content or you have online business products as well. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I did want to let you know about something really exciting. I wanted to let you know that Amplify Personal Branding Group Coaching is opening up again. So if you're wanting to start a podcast or write a book or become a speaker, or you just wanna build your personal brand to attract more of your ideal clients and share what you have, which is definitely going to the one-to-many model instead of just the one-to-one, and you can scale on this, then this is for you. It is a 12-month group coaching program, working with moi, I have finished write my book. I love my podcast. It's going well. I love to speak and I'm a speaker coach as well. So if you're really wanting to up your game and go the one-to-many model, then this is for you. So if you want to find out more, you can either go to amplifypersonalbranding.com or you can send me a direct message on Instagram with any questions that you have. So head over to amplifypersonalbranding.com and hopefully... I'll see you on the inside. But hey, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Melinda, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Awesome to be here. I know, so good. So just a little bit of background is that I did discover that you were in a Facebook group that I ran quite a long time ago, like a few years ago now, Mm. but we didn't really connect in there. And then we're both in... Uh, YouTube for Bosses, which is a YouTube course. And I saw your video like a week or two ago and I watched it and I'm like, I love it. <laughs> and so I totally hit you up to be on the podcast to talk she, about. She moves fast, this woman. No, <laughs> no wasting time, that's for sure. <laughs> I see what I want and I just go, as all of my listeners would know, I am the big advocate cheerleader for Just Ask. Just ask anything that you want. You just ask. And the, the worst thing that can happen is somebody goes, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Now, obviously, I've given a little bit of background already on you and what it is that you do. But I always do love to hear kind of how you got here. Like, mm. how have you started your business and why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Well, I can't say that I ever sat in my childhood going, oh, wow, I wish I could be a messaging coach. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those funny things where your path just unfolds exactly as it's meant to. So my um, early career was in training and development. So I was the uh, national learning and development manager for a furniture company, actually. And I spent a lot of time in that company really understanding how to train people and how to get people to understand concepts. And when I first joined that company, I had actually, I actually was in furniture sales and then got promoted into the training department. And I remember looking at the training materials and going, well, this is good, but it doesn't actually tell me what to do. And so really I got quite good at breaking down concepts and going, how do I explain this to people in a way that's going to help them to get it? And, you know, then the career unfolds and you try this and you try that and then the, the little babies come along and of course when maternity leave hits what else do you do but go hmm, well I've got a bit of time on my hands now why don't I just start a business <laughs> basically most women I know yeah. exactly exactly you know because just 
what else is there to do? I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, really. No. Um, and so I, I dabbled in a couple of little things, but um, it was a little bit of network marketing because I really had no idea what to do. I just thought I wanted to do something to keep my brain active. But everything kind of opens up those little cracks in the window where you kind of go, oh, actually, this reminds me why I used to love this part of my career. This reminds me why I really love to do this. And one thing led to another, and then I really decided to get back into coaching uh, because that's what I loved um, in my role as a trainer is really helping people to have those light bulb moments, helping them to realize what they're capable of and just putting in those one or two little tweaks in what they're doing that makes all the difference. So I got back into the coaching side of things and, you know, like a lot of people when they're starting to get their business off the ground, it took a long time to really get traction, you know, to get those clients wanting to come forward. And really the pivotal moment for me in my business was when I decided to choose a niche, to choose a particular angle that I wanted to focus on because I had been branding myself fairly broadly as a business coach. And, you know, who wants business coaching? I'll help you with your business and, you know, not, not getting traction. But the minute that I said, all right, well, what is an angle? What is a particular problem that I know my people struggle with? And for me, I chose messaging because I'd always been good at figuring out how to talk about things, how to describe things. And that was the absolute turning point for me just to be able to actually say, Hey, do you struggle with this? And people saying, Oh my God, that's exactly what I need. And, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I focus on the brand element because yeah. I do brand consulting as well. Uh, and so I couldn't agree more. I think that when you are more general and you don't have some kind of a feather in your cap that says, this is exactly what I do and this is exactly the problem I solve, I think that you can really get kind of, you know, lost in the noise of it all because you're just another copywriter or web developer or business coach or whatever it is. That's so right. I think that that's so important too. And that there's a lot of people that really get freaked out by that idea of, of narrowing down into one particular specialty. But the really beautiful thing for me, and I'm sure for you as well, is that it doesn't mean that you stop talking about anything else. It doesn't mean that I can't still help my clients with all of the spectrum of things that I used to try to, but didn't really because I wasn't going to get any clients through the door. Yeah. <laughs> but by just choosing a specialty, it's like hanging hanging the specials board at the front of the restaurant. And that's what makes people go, oh, I want to try that place. And they come through your door and you get to have that conversation. And in the conversation, you can say, oh, by the way, we've actually got an all-you-can-eat buffet. So help yourself to everything else I've got to offer. Love that analogy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are going to be talking about boosting your opt-in conversions with a couple of simple landing page hacks, which I'm super excited to talk about because I actually think that this is an issue that some of my listeners and a lot of the people that I chat with have. But before we dive into the tips and tricks and all the rest of it that I know that you've got some really great uh, advice on, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do that much, but I kind of want to get to know you a little bit more as well. And I'd love my listeners to get to know you too. So I'm going to ask you just some really random personal questions. Are you good with that? Go for it. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> How deep shall we go? <laughs> we shall see. So uh, some of the things that I love to know about people, which I'm, I'm a bit of a fashion chick. I do love fashion. So what is your favorite clothing brand? 
Well, if I said target, you would judge me. So I won't say that. <laughs> if, I would never judge you. <laughs> if you lead with saying, I'm into fashion, you're talking to somebody who's so not into fashion. <laughs> uh, well, struggles at the best of times. But I do have to say brand wise, I love me a pair of Lorna Jane leggings. So oh, nice. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comfort girl. So give me some Lorna Janes and I'm very, very happy. <laughs> love it. I'm a, I love a bit of Lorna Jane as well. What's your favorite Saturday night drink? got to be a red wine even better if it's surrounded with girlfriends with a cheese board in front of us that's that's the uh, perfect saturday night for absolute me. perfection favorite overseas destination now this is a hard one because i i have been fortunate enough to travel a lot but i think one of the countries that really surprised me was croatia i really really loved croatia it was like we uh on our honeymoon we had a had a week there and we ended up renting a car and just going for a drive inland and it was just oh, such a really beautiful country and it's it's I love it when you have little or no expectations of a place and when you go there and it just really surprises you so yeah Croatia is one of my favorites amazing I've done so much travel and that is one of the places I have not been well there you go I know That's it's fun. on the list it's on the list and my last question is what is your favorite book or what book are you reading right now um, well, I couldn't pick a favorite, so I'm glad you said, what are you reading right now? Um, so I actually just recently picked up again, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And it's one of those things, I, I read this book a few years ago and something made me reach and grab for it again and go, oh, I might just reread this one. And of course, you know, you read a couple of pages in and you go, ah, oh, yes, thank you universe. That is exactly why I was meant to pick up that book. So I'm finding that's just what I need to be reading at the moment to remember some key things that, that are going to fuel me on my next little leap yeah. in business. Yeah. And I mean, she, we were just saying before we started recording this as well, she's just, oh, I don't know. The woman is just a life changer. Like I mm. think that she's brought some really hard topics to the forefront. I think that she's exposed a lot of things that we all experience and feel, but maybe don't have language to and don't talk about. And we were just talking about the Netflix special. That yeah. I've like literally watched three times now. And I love listening to her audiobooks because she's the best storyteller. So, yeah, I think she's awesome. Very good. And also, the other thing I'd love to know, just because you're in it day in and day out, is what are you seeing in the market right now that you wish you could change when it comes to messaging and business and whatever whatever you're seeing? Um, well, I suppose one of the things that I find a bit, sad to watch, I suppose, is so many women in particular, um, but anybody online really, following the thousands of webinars and downloading the hundreds of freebies and all of that kind of thing and trying to apply six and seven figure business strategies to their zero figure business. And I think that really trips a lot of people up because they have so focused on getting there that they really don't focus on what they need to be doing here. And I see so many people trying to hit fast forward and build out a complex funnel and, you know, do these launch strategies and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but what do you do? What is your offer? And so many times I speak to people and I go, okay, so, so what are you selling? Oh, um, well, it's kind of, uh, you know, and they just struggle to even articulate who they're trying to speak to, what they're trying to offer and why that person should give a shit about it. And so that for me is the fundamental skills in business. You need to know 
what you're offering. You need to know how to talk about it in really compelling language and you need to feel confident selling it. And I think so many people just zoom right past those fundamental skills of business and try and go, oh, well, I'll build a funnel. It's like, what are you going to put in that funnel? (laughs) I bit my tongue there. You can tell exactly what word I was going to put into that sentence, but I haven't like judged the tone of this audience yet. (laughs) Like we're a family friendly show. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's the big thing. And I, and I am totally guilty. I did the exact same thing. And when I actually put the brakes on and went, hang on a minute, I have to accept as painful as it is for a high achieving person, I have to accept I'm a beginner at this and I need to start at the beginning. And the minute that I did that, that's when everything changed in my business. So I think there are so many people trying to sell these incredible dreams, which are fantastic for us all to dream and aspire to, but you have to start with the foundations. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And I, and I mean, I even know women who have been in business for a long time who, where their business is actually been like quite successful or it's going well, but there's, there's no real foundations. There's no processes and they're, they're trading those hours for dollars and trying to kind of grow and do more. But yeah, those foundations are so important so that you can get the basics right and then you can grow and scale from there. Exactly. For sure. Well, listen, let's dive in because this is something that I was really keen to have you on and talking about because I think that, like you were saying, we see all of these other businesses doing certain things and an opt-in, everybody's like, what's your opt-in? Like, you've got to have an opt-in. You've got to like have something for people to have so that you can get them on your list. And, yeah. and I think people just do it, yeah. but there isn't really an understanding of what good looks like. Mm. and what works and I think that if you ask somebody what their conversion rate was you get some blank stares as well so I think that this is something if you have taken the time to create an opt-in and this is something you really want to give to people then I think obviously getting the most out of it is so important. Absolutely and it's amazing what is considered acceptable in the industry like I've read stats of people just going like a landing page that converts at 40% is good. And I'm like, really? So 60% of people that hit that landing page go, nah, not for me. And that's good. You know, and of of course there's a whole bunch of different factors in it. Depends where the traffic's coming from and all that kind of thing. But um, most of my traffic at the moment is organic traffic, but my landing pages convert upwards of 80%. That's amazing. And I, I think it's just... You know, I don't think that there's a magical thing that you apply and everybody gets it exactly right and gets those kind of results as well. But I think that there's a few simple things that you can do to make sure that, well, A, it's an offer that people actually want, but B, when they're getting to your landing page, how are we making it as simple as possible for them to say, yeah, like, here's my details. Absolutely. I want this thing. So... And that's obviously where you found me to have this conversation. I know, I know, which is awesome, which is awesome. Okay, well, let's dive in then. So what are some key things that people really need to focus on if they're wanting to boost their opt-in conversions? Okay, well, the number one thing for me is that it's got to be a must-have offer. And I think... Exactly what you said. There's all this pressure to create a lead magnet. Like, what's your lead magnet? What's your lead magnet? They go, oh, I'll make a meditation on how to grow your business. And so we throw together these things that we think, oh, well, maybe people might like this. But 
<laughs> if people are getting more and more savvy these days and we don't want to fill our inbox up with junk. We don't want to have, well, I'll put it this way. We now know that when we download a freebie, there's going to probably be a 30 email sequence that follows. So we are just more selective <laughs> with what freebies we're actually going to put our name to. And there are also a lot of people who have collected the freebie graveyard in their hard drive where like they've just downloaded <laughs> a bunch of stuff, put it in the folder and they go, this is the folder of stuff that I'll go and look at one day, which never ever sees the light of day again, except when you open it next time to put another piece of junk in. So I may so, have one of those folders. We all do. It's okay. You're in a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's like, You've, if you want people to not only download this thing, but actually open it and then actually use it, it's got to be a must have offer. And a lot of the time when I'm talking about offers or messaging, I'm really wanting people to think about what is the difference between like, oh, that sounds good. And oh my God, I need that. And that's really what I try and help my clients to focus on. Like, how can we turn it from something like, oh, cool, I'll check that out sometime to, oh my God, I really need to read that right now. Like, that is exactly what I need. Yeah. And so it's got to be that must-have offer. And there's a, there's a few different ways, obviously, to try and figure out what that is. But it's really like, what is one of the really pressing questions or pressing problems that your potential clients are struggling with right now? And there's got to be a bit of planning involved in this as well, because we don't just want to add people to our list for the sake of it. We don't just want to like collect numbers. We want to find people who will really benefit from the services that we have to offer. So it's almost a bit of reverse engineering. You've got to think about where do you ultimately want to take this person? What is the ultimate offer that you believe is going to give them the transformation that they want in their lives? And if that is destination Z, that's where I want to take this person. What is question A that that person would have? We just need to make sure that we are putting out something that if you need the answer to this question, you will also most likely need the answer to your ultimate question, which is what I can help you do. So that's probably a very big answer. <laughs> But really, it's, it's got to be something that people are saying, absolutely, like, give that to me now. And you would notice this when you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, because we get pummeled with ads left, right and centre. There are some that you kind of look at and go, oh, yeah, that sounds all right. And there's others that you don't even read through all the copy. You're just like, oh, I need that. Yeah. And that's the bucket that we, we want to try and land in. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously, it's like reverse engineering it in line with your products and services as well so that it's that's obviously the destination like you said you said um that we want to take them to and obviously your products and services should be solving a problem the opt-in should be solving a problem as well mm. and so for those people who are like because i think that our, you know businesses where they're just creating any opt-in mm. to start to build their list because that's what they're supposed to do yeah uh, but maybe haven't really thought about that specifically. Yeah. Uh, and so do you have any sort of ideas or thoughts on 
how to reverse engineer that when it comes to your products and services? Sure. Um, well, look, I'll give you an example from my own business because it's probably the easiest way to speak to it. So one of my ultimate destinations is I have a group coaching program, which is called, Oh my God, I need that. And basically that program, if I was to break it down into what are the fundamental things you learn, you learn about creating amazing offers, you learn about messaging, how to talk about those offers, and you learn how to sell them. So there's kind of three core pillars of my work, offers, messaging, and sales. So what I do is I go, okay, somebody who, I guess that program ultimately solves the problem of how to get clients in your door as quickly and easily as possible. If I break down one of those pillars and I like to lead with messaging because that is my specialty, that's what I like to hang my hat on. So I take that one problem of messaging, which is people who struggle to articulate what they do in juicy and compelling language. Then I basically break that problem down into smaller slivers. So I think about, okay, so somebody who's struggling with messaging, what do they struggle with? They don't know how to write landing page copy. They don't know how to write a headline. They don't know how to answer the question, so what do you do? They don't know how to write posts for social media. So I just break it down into what are all of the different elements that people struggle with when it comes to messaging. And every single one of them could be a piece of content. It could be a lead magnet. It could be all sorts of different things. So that's basically how I reverse engineer it. And an example that I'll give you is I went, okay, I know that most people who are struggling to get clients struggle with how do they write a really good promotional post? Like if they're hanging out in Facebook groups and they're trying to get clients, like how do I write a promo post that is actually going to get people on the phone or get people through my doors? So I'm one of my lead magnets was called uh, Pimp Your Promo and it was a five-day boot camp on how to craft that really killer promotional post that gets you sales. And that was a direct lead-in to my program because I, I knew people who need my ultimate pro program struggle with writing promo posts. So I'm going to teach you how to write promo posts. And then it just... <laughs> What we, what we need to do, it's kind of, we need to answer the immediate question with our lead magnet. You want to know how to write promo posts? Okay, I'm going to teach you how to write promo posts. But the point of a lead magnet is to welcome people into your world, right? So it's no good just giving them that and going, all right, well, now I'll just send you weekly emails. We need to think about, okay, if I, when I answer that question, what is the next most logical question that this person is going to ask. Great. I can write a good promo post. So I'm going to be able to get people to book my phone call, but what the hell do I do on the phone? What, the, like, what am I going to actually sell to them? And so I can answer that next question with my program. And so I think it's, it's knowing where you ultimately want to take them it's knowing what some of those first or early questions would be, but it's also about leaving the back door open a little bit so that when you answer that initial question with your lead magnet, you then say, well, great that we've solved this, but you probably also need help with this, right? And you leave a beautiful little trail of breadcrumbs for people to follow you through all the way to your offer. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes there are lead magnets that are out there that don't have the follow-up or the follow-on. And even, and this is something that I have to do as well, is that mine I did a while ago 
and things have shifted in my business and now I've got to go and update and redo them. So I think it's not only if it's like if this is something that you haven't done yet and you're wanting to do, then that is a great way to do it. Mm. Um, as you've just shared Mel Mm. Uh, but also if you've had if you've been in business for a while and you've had them are they still up to date are they still relevant are you still answering the questions that you want to be asking or answering or are your clients asking different questions now yes absolutely yeah yes and it's it's you know I think we get so caught up in you know, what's that first thing going to be that we just forget, well, what's their next question going to be? Because how many times have you downloaded a freebie and then gone, thanks for that, unsubscribe. But when you have, when you answer somebody's initial question and then you say, well, if you had this problem, you're also probably going to have this problem. So in my next email, I'm going to show you how to how to answer this one. And again, you just leave that trail of breadcrumbs. Then people aren't unsubscribing because you are giving them the exact answers that they need. Yeah. That's just what actually endears people to you, but gets them moving forward to the ultimate offer that you want to give them. Yeah. Awesome. And so when you create that great offer, what does that do for you? Um, well, it gives you something to talk about. (laughs) That's always a good thing. I, I like to really, when it comes to lead magnets for me, I like to kind of find the entry points to like call it my funnel, I suppose. Like what are some really solid entry points where I can continually point people to? And so YouTube is one of my um, traffic sources at the moment. So I'm, I'm creating the, the YouTube videos. And so I can then branch out from that lead magnet and say, okay, um, so I just created one this week on social media posts that sell. And so I can branch out and go, okay, well, what are all the different YouTube topics or blog posts that I could write or Pinterest articles I could pin where I could talk about whatever it is I want to talk about and then say, well, if you need more help with this, this is the lead magnet for you. So you kind of take those entry points and you go, well, now how can I set one step back from that and go, what are the topics? What are the things that I can just discuss? And then say, well, if you need help with this, here's that entry point. Here's that, that first door that you can walk through knowing that behind the scenes, the rest of them's going to carry, the rest of it's going to carry them through as well. Yeah. I think the other thing that's been really interesting, I mean, obviously it does position you as an expert Hmm. in that field of whatever it is that you're talking about or it positions you as somebody who is knowledgeable. Let's maybe not go the full-blown expert. But (laughs) (laughs) you're like now a guru. (laughs) Uh, But but the other thing which I noticed, so I use ActiveCampaign as my email management system and I've had people where they've followed me on, say, Instagram Mm. and then they subscribed so they've gone like I might have talked about something uh like a free you know get more confident on video opt-in etc because I've got a video course that I talk about down the track um but then I see that and this happened the other day so somebody came they followed me on insta they went and downloaded two of my opt-ins and they bought an event ticket to an event that's coming up soon um and then they became a member Mm. and it's just like people i feel like having great opt-ins that are specific to what you want to be known for and where you want to position yourself just allows people to have that taster 
Yes. As well as then kind of start to consume other things that you've got as well. So I, I think that that's, um, I find that behaviour really interesting too. Yeah, look, it, it, it gives people a chance to fall in love with you. Yes. <laughs> it, gives, it gives your fans is not necessarily the word I want to use, but it gives people... Your followers, yeah. It gives your followers a chance to become those people who are ju- just want to absorb everything that you've got to offer. And that's not going to happen with everybody, of course, no. and that's totally okay, but you have to be putting out something for people to go, oh, I like what she's got to say or I like how she says it. And there are certain people that I follow online at the moment who, uh, like on YouTube, for example, there are people who post weekly videos and I'm not big on Instagram. It's kind of a platform that I'd love to tackle one day, but it's just a bit too much. Um, (laughs) So, but I... I just love their content so much that I'll watch every single video they post on about Instagram or whatever it is else they have to talk about. Cause I just love consuming their content. And that's, that's kind of, you know, that's the ideal situation where we have these people who just love what you do. And that's, you know, you've got to put out good stuff. Like there are so much noise out there and that's why I'm talking about a must have offer, right? Like, you don't want to just add more to the noise. You want to add something that is going to really, you know, give value or help somebody to have a new revelation. Like I'm, I'm always talking to my clients, like what is the revelation? What is this reveal that you're going to give them that changes their perspective, that helps them to see things in a different way? Because that's what hooks people to you and that's what makes them go, oh, you know, she's the person that really helped me to understand this. Yeah. If, if it's just more noise, then I don't think that elevates you in the crowd. I think you need to find ways that are going to give people that thing that they haven't had before. Awesome. Okay, great. What else do people need to focus on when it comes to boosting that opt-in conversion? Um, so if we're talking about the landing page itself, some people might tell you the complete opposite, <laughs> but my... Uh, my theory is you got to keep your landing page really simple. I think, and I just want to clarify here because some people use different language for different things. I consider a sales page, a more detailed page where you're trying to sell something. When I use the word landing page, I'm talking about a simple opt-in. So give me your email address and I'll give you my thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the lines get a bit blurred (laughs) with those. And there are some people who are creating almost like a mini sales page just to get somebody to download their freebie. And my opinion is just keep it simple. Like just here's the thing that you want. Here's why you want it. Press this button. (laughs) So um, some of the things that I think are really important for for a really strong landing page that gets that conversion is you've got to have a really strong headline. You've got to have something that when I get to that page, I immediately know I'm in the right place and I want what it is that's on this page. Yeah. And that headline could be speaking to a problem that they have, or it could be speaking to a desire. Yeah. So a desire could be, do you want to be able to write scroll stopping headlines? That could be like, do you want this outcome? Or if I was speaking to the problem, I could say, do you struggle to write headlines that actually get people to click? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, you just want something that people can say 
yes to <laughs> what that headline they should see it and just go yes that is that's me this is for me i need this okay and one of the other factors that i think is really important for a solid landing page is to tell people why they should care tell people why they have to have this thing in their inbox and my preferred way of doing that is I like to add three really juicy and compelling bullet points that kind of capture like, what's the point of this thing? Why would you want it? Okay. So I look for like, what are the outcomes this person is going to get and what, how are they going to benefit from, from those outcomes? This is not saying it's a 45 minute audio. There's an accompanying workbook because I don't want more work, but like, great that I get one, but that's not why I'm downloading it. Yeah. I'm downloading it because I want to learn the three simple steps to craft a killer headline in seconds, how to get past that writer's block when you're trying to, you know, what are the outcomes that this download is going to give me? That's what people actually want to know about. So ditch the logistics, ditch the inclusions, that doesn't matter, but what are those inclusions going to give me? Awesome. And I mean, I don't know whether this is something that you can talk to or not, but even the changing, I guess the, the way that it's changing where people maybe don't always have a lot of time for things that are really cumbersome, mm. where, you know, I don't know, opt-ins used to be massive mm. uh, and now I think they're just a bit, bit simpler. So I'm not even sure that sometimes all of those inclusions are a selling point. No. It's almost like, oh my gosh, that's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I, I saw something promoted today actually, which was that you, it was this bundle from all of these amazing creators. Are you saw the same I saw thing? It. 31 courses yes. for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, oh my God, who's got time for that? Like, and there would be some brilliant stuff in there, but you know, automatically what I was thinking, Overwhelmed. I've got that. I'll put it in the folder and I'll get to it one day. Yeah. And it, so it goes to the graveyard. I did and, say that. You know, it's just, it's too much. Nobody can, well, sorry, not nobody. The people who can uh, consume that content are the people who are doing bloody nothing with their business, who are spending all of their time consuming all of that content instead of implementing and acting on any of it. So if you want to attract those kind of people to your business, sure, give them a thousand inclusions. They'll be really stoked about it. Yeah. But if you want to attract people who are actually going to do something with it, make it consumable. But I think, I think it goes in one of two directions. I don't think the big cumbersome 100-page ebook really flies anymore. But I also have downloaded like the checklists where it's a one-page checklist. And I'm like... Uh -huh. oh, it's so empty. Like, <laughs> I, I think, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules around it should be this. It's really the quality, it's, isn't it? It's the quality and it's whether that really helps me to solve the problem. Yeah. And whether, and look, it doesn't always have to be actionable, but does it give me the revelation? Does it give me that new perspective? If you can do that in a one page, are fantastic. But I think it's really about... Just ask yourself the question, am I adding to the noise here? Am I adding to the rest of the junk that's going to end up in the junk pile? Or am I giving people something that can really make a massive difference in their lives? Yeah. 
no, for sure. And like we said, I think it's, it is the quality and it's the direct answer to your ideal client's burning question. Mm, yeah, absolutely. for sure. Awesome. What else can really help? Um, so this, go, this comes along with keeping it simple. I think it's just give people a really clear call to action. One of the things that I always look for when I'm helping my clients with their messaging is I, I look for momentum. So whether this is in a social media post or whether that's on a landing page, I look for, are you building this momentum? Are you getting people to be like, oh yeah, actually this feels really good. And I want you to look for places where that momentum kind of dies. And so I'm, I'm kind of jumping about a bit here, but let's say this is in your social media post. If you've been like, you know, if you're struggling with this problem and you really want to have this desire, well, here's my great offer, which is going to help you with bang, bang, bang. You're really building the momentum. And then you just go, and so what you get is there's four calls a week. Uh, they're 45 minutes each. We do them up. Like you just really kill the momentum when you start to get bogged down in details. And so on a landing page, same thing. You don't need to have a whole bunch of logistics. You don't need to have an about you section. You don't need to have paragraphs of testimonials. You said, hey, do you need this thing? Here's what you're going to get. Juicy bullet point, juicy bullet point. Just give them a really strong call to action. Now do this. Yeah. <laughs> Download here. The rest of that junk, look, some of it can add credibility you know, there's, there's all those different factors. And that's why I said some people will argue with me about my theory on it. But really, my personal preference is to let your content do the talking. I don't need to shove a paragraph or even several paragraphs of testimonials on my landing page because hopefully people maybe come, have come from an, a YouTube video and so they've seen me and like what they've seen already. And so I've built credibility by actually just showing up and demonstrating what I'm good at. And then they, I just want, it's like a gateway. I just want them to make the decision, come through that gateway. And then what I'm going to show them on the other side is going to further build on that credibility. I don't think shoving a whole bunch of extra crap on your landing page helps with that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just really about keeping it simple. So just give me a strong headline. Tell me why I really want this, what I'm going to get out of it. And then tell me what to do next. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I downloaded your opt-in because it was so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really did like, uh, I really did like the way that you talked about it. Mm. Like the way that you positioned it yourself um, is really clean. It's really simple. Uh, it was easy to understand. And yeah, it just, it just made sense to be honest. Yeah. And part of it as well, it's, it's making, so it has to be a must have offer. You need to know how to talk about it in a way that really sells it, you know, in a way, exactly what you just said there. Like I have learned how to talk about my offers, my downloads, whatever it is in a way that actually makes you go, Oh, I want that. Yeah. But that messaging comes into play every step of the way. Cause it's one thing to get people to download it, but then that initial email, I need to, use that same kind of compelling language to get people to open the thing. And I even need to use compelling language in it to get people to use that download because the people who have actually, so this download that we're talking about, it's my 15 
um, simple formulas to craft really killer headlines and juicy bullet points. So this actually helps you to craft the language that we've been talking about today, right? I've got it here in front of me. It says, want to write scroll-stopping headlines that get the right people clicking on your content. Grab these 15 formulas to help you craft killer headlines and juicy bullet points in minutes. Yeah. And that was it. Get access now. Yep. Like it's so simple. Yep. But the thing is like, I know that's a bloody quality download (laughs) and the people who actually sit down and do the exercises in it. I've had so many people email me go, Oh my God, this is the best freebie I've ever got. And it's like, but my work is in getting people to actually do that. It's not a matter of creating it. It's a matter of getting people to find it. It's a matter of getting people to download it. It's a matter of getting people to open it. And at every step of the way, your messaging and your selling has to come into this because we're really lazy. We will collect that pile of stuff. And there's only very few people. Like if you think of all of the people who have ever come into your inbox from an online ad or wherever, there would be a very small percentage of those people who actually compel you to do anything with the information you've just downloaded. And maybe it's because they built no like and trust factor first. You know, maybe you already followed them on YouTube or Instagram or wherever so that you already knew that you liked them and you, you were going to enjoy their stuff. But otherwise, it's really strong messaging and a really strong offer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I do think, you know, we always say people are time poor. It's just they want to be able to assess pretty quickly whether this is something that they need. So I think having that really strong headline mm. and just clear call to action yeah. I think works for people who are like, just tell me what it is and I'll make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you've also, you've already done a certain amount of work to get them to that landing page. They have come to that landing page from something you have done. It might've just been a simple social media post. It might've been a video or a podcast or anything like that, but you've done a bit of work and you have established some kind of connection with this person to get them to this page you don't need to overwhelm them or give them a ton of information because sometimes that just makes them bounce. You know, I think that's what drops people's conversions. If you make it seem like this really giant thing that they're committing to, (laughs) they're like, oh, not too much. And then, you know, they're clicking away and that's really killing your conversion. So just keep it simple. (laughs) Tell them that they've got to the right place. Tell them what they're going to get out of it and then say, now do this. Yeah, absolutely. And then having really great, like you said, having a really clear and crafted sales message because you do have to get them at every stage after that. Mm. Otherwise, you go to the graveyard, (laughs) the sad graveyard folder. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, look, obviously best practice would tell you that you've got a nice little email sequence that follows and and you, you, you bring people into your community. But those first few steps, those first few pieces are really critical to just, even just to get people to open the thing that they've got from you. Even if they just read through those first couple of lines, I think we can really start to differentiate pretty quickly. What is a quality piece of content? What is a bit of an average piece of content? And I think even if you have just captured people enough, so they just don't immediately put you into that junk pile, then you have more of an opportunity to keep building and building and building on that relationship. Yeah. Awesome. That's so good. And do you ever follow, cause you're saying you've got quite a high conversion on the landing page. Mm. Do you track like what the open rates are and things like that as they go through? Um, look, to be honest, 
I am not the best person for like doing my analytics in the background. I'm, I would love to tell you, oh yes, my open rights are, you know, whatever. You know, but I, I'll just be honest here. Yeah, cool. I, I think that where, where I do really well is I find ways to show myself off. <laughs> I know where I show up best and I know what are the formats where um, I can endear myself to others. So doing interviews like this, for example, I run um, five-day boot camps from time to time and those kind of activities, video is another one for me. I just do better mm. in those environments. So the way that I continue to bring people into my world is I just find more opportunities to show myself in my best light. Yeah. And so for a long time, that wasn't email. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better at email. Um, I could write lovely blogs, but I just had this real block when it came to writing emails. And so I just didn't pour thousands of hours into writing emails. Maybe I would be better at it if I had done that, but <laughs> I just focused on what am I good at and what are the ways that I know people will go, oh, she's cool, or I like what she's got to say, and putting myself in that seat more often. And that way I found that I didn't need to have an audience of tens upon tens of thousands, that I could actually just get really solid conversions from even a small audience. And so I think that's, you've got to also bear that in mind. You know, some people will tell you that you've got to do this type of lead magnet, or you've got to do this type of activity, or you've got to promote yourself on these platforms you know, you've got to look at your own strengths and put yourself in the place where you are going to shine as best as you possibly can. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And I think that, I mean, like, you know, you were saying you're focusing quite a bit on YouTube and I and I used to do, I used to do YouTube, a bit of a tongue twister, a while ago. Um, Insta Stories is now my, my place. Mm. <laughs> the place. The place that is easy, that I enjoy, where... Yeah, where I find I get the conversions that I'm looking for or through to my email list and yeah. products and services and things like that. So I couldn't agree more. Um, I think having somewhere for people to go and for them to connect and consume more of you and mm. uh, what it is that you do and talk about is really important. So, you know, I do know that there's loads of businesses that don't still don't have opt-ins and email list is not something that they're focused on, <laughs> which, you know... It took me years to kind of focus. I kind of focused on it, then I didn't. Then I focused on it, then I didn't. Um, but, yeah, it's been a big focus for the last couple of years. Yeah. And, look, you've got to listen to what your people are telling you as well. Like where are the places where you get so much good feedback? Where do people want to learn more from you? And, you know, Instagram is one of those challenging things for me because I feel so, like there's so many people talking about what an amazing platform it is. But for me... And I believe that as well, but I look at it and go, oh God, that feels like hard work. It feels like a whole nother thing that I need to learn. And then you have this kind of struggle with, oh, but am I shooting myself in the foot? Am I like really damaging my business if I'm not on there? But you just, you can't spread yourself so no. thin and it's so much better to just go, well, where do I feel comfortable? Where do I feel like I can make an impact and yeah. dominate that and then when you, ha when you create more space, you can start to put your tentacles out into those other platforms as well. Or, you know, maybe for me, I know Instagram stories is something that I could 
take on relatively easily. Maybe the posts in the newsfeed, you know, hashtags and stuff now, I don't know. But, you know, what are some ways that I can start to reach out into other areas that can feed into my primary platform? I think that's the thing. If you spread yourself too thin across all these different platforms and try to be everywhere and do all things, if I know that YouTube and Facebook are going to be my primary things, then, okay, can I do a little bit on Instagram that just sends more people across to those other platforms? And I think that's, yeah, just do what you can. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like I just kind of think Facebook was where I was more a few, like maybe two years ago. Um, and I've still got a lot of my course groups and membership groups and stuff on Facebook. Um, Instagram is now my primary platform and then my subscribers newsletter as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even tomorrow I'm going to be speaking um, at our breakfast about like how to convert your followers into clients. Mm -hmm. And it's really about that connection. Like you said, where you shine, where you can have deeper conversations mm -hmm. um, and really get to know people and, and take them on that journey with you. Mm. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Mel, thank you so much for those tips. You're welcome. I think that they've been really helpful. I think that this is still something, even though some of us go, you know, opt-ins, like they're not, they're not kind of cutting edge. Mm. There, I know loads of businesses that have not focused on it, still don't focus on email lists. Um, when it comes to opt-ins, maybe create things that aren't actually aligned to specific products and services. Yeah. Um, and I think that the tips on, you know, selling the opportunity for the person signing up to it, having a really great call to action, a good headline, keeping it simple. I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be war and peace. Like mm. it can be something that if it speaks to your ideal client and it solves the problem that they've got, then you're on the front foot. Absolutely. And look, there's a, there's a few little tweaks in those different pockets of language in your headline, in those bullet points. There are a few little tricks that you can use to make them that little bit more compelling. And I think when you can start to master those, those little tweaks, it doesn't just help you on your landing pages. It helps you when you're just talking about what you do, you know, like for me, messaging isn't copywriting, isn't just copywriting. I should say it's when somebody says, Hey, what do you do? It's when, you know, you're talking on the phone and you're trying to sell your $10,000 package to be able to articulate why this person should want it, what they're going to get out of it. Like those little pockets of messaging, like I said at the start, it's a really fundamental skill that I think so many people really ignore. And when you can actually just stop and go, okay, how can I talk about this in a way that's going to make people not just get it, mm. but want it? And, you know, if you focus most of your time just there, it would make a huge difference for a lot of people's businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Mel, for those who are walking the dog or in the car or something, where can they find you? Well, the best place to go is probably my website. Uh, so it's melindakitto.com. And you on the homepage there, you can actually grab the download we've talked about a little bit today, which is that 15 simple formulas to craft killer headlines and juicy bullet points. And that will actually really help you with some of those little tweaks. So you get a whole bunch of formulas, which will help you to craft those, those juicy bullet points, but it'll also help you to figure out what language do you put into those formulas? Because <laughs> yeah. a formula is great, but if you fill it with 
rubbish language that's yeah. still going to you know, fall flat. So this, that download really helps you to actually pull out the language to describe what you do in really compelling ways. So, um, yeah, it's just melindakito.com and that's right there on the homepage for you to grab as well. Or awesome. you can follow me on, my, on YouTube. That would be fantastic too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say all of your socials are at the top of your website too so they can find you on those as well. Yeah. But thanks so much for joining us. I think that's been super helpful. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I loved having Mel on and I do think that opt-ins are something, something that we see as being quite simple. It's just this little thing that we have, uh, you know, but I think that it's really important. It really reflects the quality of the work that you do. It helps you build your list. It helps you engage with your audience more. And I think that if you can get it right, then it can really work for you in your business. So... I hope that you enjoyed some of the tips that Mel provided. Go check out all of her links out. They are in the show notes as well. Uh, so if you want to check out the bullet points on what she was talking about, then head over there. But that's it for another week. I hope that you enjoyed it. I would love you to go and leave a review in iTunes. If you listen to this podcast regularly or if you've just enjoyed this episode, that would really help to get the word out there and get more people listening it would mean a lot to me just as a personal favor that would be awesome but as always you can follow me on any of my social platforms at suze chadwick come over and hang in stories on instagram but until next time have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold bye